Welcome back, everybody, to episode 22 of Perpetual Sports Talk. My name is Sean. And I'm Scott. Wow, this is a big episode because, Scott, we get to preview the big game. The appetizer, the big game. It's going to be a big old appetizer. It's going to be one of those appetizers that you get and then you regret getting because you can't finish your whole meal. I like that. I like that. What's what's one of those what's one of those plates though? Like if you get chicken wings that's as an appetizer. Say. Chicken wings, enchiladas are another appetizer that's just not Enchiladas a- are not appetizer. You get where do you, enchiladas as an appetizer? I'm talking K oh I messed that's that's me. Quesadilla. Quesadilla. All Mexican. Right. It's it's the same ingredients, <laughs> but that's the beauty of Mexican food. Yeah, it's all the same. It's just a different served differently. It's in different it's it's a different pattern. The meat and the cheese and the tortillas and are shells. in different patterns and they're shaped differently. Dog and quesadillas are too much of a too much of a Right, chicken wings. See, you're the type of guy though who will order an appetizer at a restaurant as your meal. That's what you would do. Of course. You save two bucks. <laughs> no sides. No side with you're, an appetizer. You feel good about yourself. You feel really good and you get full and you're like, wow. Everybody always says the same thing. Wow, I'm glad I got the appetizer. Ah, I wouldn't have had any room. <laughs> yes, you would have. But yeah, big big episode. Other than previewing the Super Bowl, which we already did a little bit, Scott, honestly, right? I yeah. mean, didn't we do that a little? We did We did it last time, but man, I, you know what? The, the Super Bowl just in general is just it's too overblown, man. It's so I, overblown. I, I, I'm having trouble getting excited for this thing. Is, are you feeling the same way? No. It is uh, quit rubbing it in my face. And I actually have, I'd like to talk about the Super Bowl opening opening night with all the different media. And so I'm, I got a little bit on that there. But, but other than that, obviously we have the matchup. We have already some trade rumors in the NFL. I'd like to just I'd like to touch on with you, Scott. We got the All Star Games. I mean, the NHL All Star Game and the Pro Bowl. We got the NBA All Star Game, and then want to talk some sports dynasties, some college hoops, some Tiger Woods. Your boy, Scott. Of course, we have to talk about him. Every week, man. And then maybe we'll squeeze in a dude. Maybe a would you rather. Have a little fun with that. I enjoyed that last week. Yeah, that was fun. And then and then we'll uh, we'll do a weekend appetizer because it's Thursday. This is the original day. Thursday, yeah. February. Happy February. Yeah. And then uh, we'll get him out of here. Sounds good. Okay. So what do you want to do? Where do you want to start? With Super Bowl Fifty One, just talking about the media. I talk about your media day thing. You know, let's 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 dig into that. I, I'm interested to hear what you say because to me, there's just too much going on. I can't watch freaking Sports Center during this, these two weeks. It's a lot. It's like we love it, but it's a lot. Sure. That's all. And the and the media night was. It's or not the media night. The opening night. It sounds like it was just a media night, and they overblew everything. They didn't need it. It was like this new Star Wars Rogue One movie. We didn't need to hear it. We didn't need it. It's just, oh. just more money. 
You know what? I've never seen Star the new Star Wars, but I heard it's good, and you just offended a lot of people. The ro- no, the Rogue One, not Episode Seven. Rogue One. No, I'm talking. Yeah, the new one that just came out. Oh, okay. Well, I, I thought pretty. I thought everybody was kind of lukewarm about it, which is why I compared it to opening Super Bowl opening night because I'm a little. We just lost like half our listeners, I think, right now. So we lost one listener. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So this opening night, it was a bunch of reporters from a bunch of different stations, which was actually a little shocking to see. You saw Fox, you saw ESPN, all interviewing the same guys, obviously. But the part, I didn't watch all of it because it got so ridiculous. I saw I saw Brady walk out with Bill Belichick, and you'll never believe this, Bill Belichick was wearing a suit. Yeah. He owns a suit then, huh? That's a it, thing. It was weird seeing Bill Belichick in a suit. It was like, do you remember? It, I don't even know what it was like, but it was weird. And the first interview I saw, it was a dual interview with Tom Brady and Matt Ryan. And it was never before seen two quarterbacks in the Super Bowl, one stage, never before. It was like too much. It was like, whoa, it's Monday. Super Bowl They're just still two a, dudes. Still a week away. And just well, two the, dudes sitting at the same table talking sports. The be- And the best was they just trying to make stories out of nothing. And, and the whole narrative, you know, Brady is going for his fourth ring and Matt Ryan's it's his first Super Bowl. So, Matt, what have you learned from Tom Brady? You know, crap like that. But then, but then the question, or it wasn't even, it was a statement. It was, so you two guys, two elite quarterbacks, you guys text each other all the time, you know? So is there like a friendliness coming along with the game? And I'm thinking, they don't text each other all the time. What a dummy question that is. Well, I'm sure they have each other's number, but there's nobody I text all the time. No, I don't text you. I text you once a week and say, hey, Scott, when are we doing the podcast this week? What time? We just say what time. What time? Day and time. Two words. (laughs) And then it's a one-word response. That's about yep. it. And I guarantee you we're closer than Tom Brady and Matt Ryan. Guaranteed. Too much hype. Too much hype. That's all I'm saying. Like Star Wars Rogue One. What has it has it flooded you? Like how come you're not excited about it? I don't know. I just can't get up for it. Uh, you know what? And like to your point, the whole media day stuff, like that happens in every single sport. Yeah. Whatever the highest thing. I mean, it happened when college football national championship happens for the world series it happens for the nba finals they all do this media day crap and everybody tries to find sound bites and a story and you know patriots are just so well versed in keeping themselves out of the headlines and i don't know man as i my teams aren't in it i really don't have any interest in invested interest in the patriots or the falcons at least, at least last year it was like you know Peyton Manning's last game. I've been a huge Peyton Manning fan. He's been a class act. I was rooting for him, right? Right. And now it's like Tom Brady's a tool. Matt Ryan's trying to prove something, but really, it's just it does not catch in my eye. It's not really it's not really doing it for me. And Patriots are gonna smack him. Let's just be honest. Right. We're right. we're agreeing that. I, I am so sick. 
of this, they're trying to make it sound cool where they say it is the number one offense in the Atlanta Falcons versus the number one scoring defense in the New England Patriots. And it's like, I guess that's true, but I feel like they're overlooking the number two offense in the New England Patriots. Yeah. And, you know, the whole stat or whatever, it's like, oh, the last four times this has happened, it's always been the best defense to come out on top. I mean, most recent example, obviously, was last year with the Denver Broncos. It's like, no, duh, the best defense is going to come out on top. And, oh, by the way, they still have an incredibly dangerous offense. And Atlanta's D has been, has been, I think, allowing, I think they were 28th in points allowed in the regular season. Okay. Tom Brady's going to pick them apart. I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's not even going to be a close game. I think I think the line, I think the Patriots are only three-point faves, which I don't know why. Take the I've, over on that. I have no, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know why. However, I do know the first thing that's going to come out when, if and when Atlanta loses, is they're going to blame Kyle Shanahan because he lost his backpack for 45 minutes at this Super Bowl <laughs> opening night. 45 minutes, his backpack, which, oh, by the way, contained their entire list of plays, the playbook there and a bunch of personal stuff to uh to shanahan a bunch of money apparently uh tickets like his family's <laughs> tickets to the game he just left it he left it you know a, in a chair that could have been that could have been the schlub of the week oh yeah darn wow it. i wasted we'll find another and one there's kyle shanahan you are the schlub of the week we'll just flash it back we'll play we'll play this over again during during that segment sounds good but some some reporter, some San Francisco-based reporter walked off with it. But for 45 minutes. So when Atlanta loses on Monday, it's going to be reports coming out. that, And it's the Patriots that makes everything worse oh, and I this know. story more plausible. Oh, I know. Bill Belichick caught inside of the bathroom stall snapping pictures of the playbook that was in Shanahan's backpack or something like that. It's gonna be something. Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan is having a heck of a year, you know. Oh yeah. He, he underappreciated him in Washington, and what he did to RG. Well, you're thinking of Mike. You're thinking of Daddy. Well, Kyle was the offensive coordinator. Oh yeah. Well, that's true. What are you talking? But, Come on. But I think well, it was Mike that he had the bad relationship with. I don't sure, think. But I don't think. I don't think RG three and Kyle Shanahan ever really. But oh, I, heads. I thought I it was always with the Red Lobster. He's having a heck of a year out in out in Atlanta, and he's getting all these what head coaching offers and all that. So yeah, San Francisco next year, Niners baby. Yeah, which is which is which is affecting us a little bit. It's it's calmed down a little, but earlier in the week, the narrative was Kyle Shanahan is going to bring Kirk Cousins out with yeah. him. A little sound bite just came out today, and I'm sorry I couldn't find it. But it was Kurt basically saying, hey, if they tag me, that means they want me, and that's all I want. I just want to play where I'm wanted, which I thought was pretty cool because giving up cousins is ridiculous. Kind of a, what do you think about that quote, though? You you like that quote? Well, Why wouldn't I, you say you want to go to like a place where you can win? You know, Because I want Cousins to win with us. Because I think that's the skin's best. Cousins is just saying, I just want to be wanted. I just want to get paid. Correct. 
Are you saying if I'm cousins, would I have a different thought? Yeah, I'm, I'm saying I don't really like that soundbite, honestly. Well, as a Redskins fan, it scares me, of course. Why is that? But then you get to have cousins for at least and for at least one more year. And if there's a tag, get probably a the last deal year. Done. Just get a deal done. I don't think. Well, I don't think a deal is gonna. If a deal is gonna happen, Scott, it already would have. That's insane, right? Or I mean, it, it already would have. It's gonna be franchise tag. It's gonna be twenty four million. All of these teams that are scrambling for a franchise quarterback, and we we have one, and there's not many of those in the league. That's because, for whatever reason, people put way too much stock in the draft. I don't know why everybody shot. get why everybody gets so excited for the draft. Particularly Redskins fans. Redskins fans ought to be smart enough to know that the draft is stupid. Because you look at uh, 2012, RG3. He was supposed to be the guy. <laughs> right? Last year, Josh Doxson. <laughs> okay? Year before yeah, that, we had... Rounder, a fourth rounder and Cousins. And then what was Crowder? Crowder was like late. That's fact check. I want to say fifth, but who knows? But, but I feel like they gotta go get, they gotta keep Cousins and go get other guys because if if fans are putting a lot of stock in the draft, thinking, oh, we're gonna be so much better after the draft, you are wrong. You're you dead might wrong. you might be better. I mean, you might be so much better, but you know, it's not the that, it's not the first second. It's not the first and second rounders that are winning winning you championships. It's it's your development. I mean, it's your sixth, seventh, eighth, and then undrafted guys. And if you can develop those guys, then you have a team. Right. But it's not I mean, your first rounders should pan out. I mean, that narrative is being proven right now by the New England Patriots. Right. Who have four of their starting eleven on the offensive side were undrafted guys. They have a lacrosse player and two children going out for passes. They're in the Super Bowl. Of course. And and that's a rare. It's tough to use. I like that, that as lacrosse player. We talked about that last time. We did. So we don't have to talk about him anymore. No, 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 no. Don't talk about him anymore. Let's go ahead and rate. All-Star Games. Changing the subject a little bit. That's enough okay. of you, Cousins. We could talk about it more when it's a little more relevant. Do you do you get excited? Did did you watch the Pro Bowl? I didn't. I didn't watch a second. I'm happy about it. Yeah, neither did I. <laughs> Alright, moving on. Did you watch <laughs> any of the NHL All-Star nah. Game? Dude, I don't watch any All-Star Yes, stuff. you do. You watch one of them. You watched watch the NBA last year? No, I mean sports as a whole. You watch one All-Star game. I know you do. I know you watch the baseball All-Star game. I don't think so. You don't watch the baseball All-Star game? I don't, I don't, maybe not this year, but I, I have we watched that together, no? Maybe we did. I think we had it on the background. Yeah. We were probably at some, we were probably at some bar or something. We were somewhere watching it. Anyway... So you have no you're you have no I'm thoughts anti all star game. Anti in all sports? I like the accolade of an all star. What do you mean? Hey, you're an all star, but really to play the actual game is dumb. Well, now it's dumb. I feel like it used to be a badge of honor. Right. Now you half can of name the you you're you're an all star. Congratulations, you're the best player in your position in your conference. But now it's like 
Dude, the Pro Bowl is ridiculous. Come on, you gotta agree with me on that. I thought of you a bit because this year they had the skills challenge. Okay. With like the catching the football out of a drone. Yeah. And they had NFL players playing dodgeball. And I okay. thought this this is Scott's worst nightmare. If Scott is the anti gimmick, this is like his kryptonite right here. Oh, he, it's terrible. It's terrible. Just play the freaking game. Nah, Win. it's it's a show. It's a if, show. I, I saw Alex Smith. I saw like a a video of Alex Smith playing dodgeball. It's like, well, what is this? I mean, it's do gym watch class. It's gym class. People watch that. Oh, people ate it up, Scott. Oh boy, people ate it up. They loved it. Zippy interests. Right. Zippy. I think it's a little ridiculous. It goes back to how we started this with. It's just, it's too much. We're making something out of nothing. And you know what? It's only going to get worse, dude. The whole media and overhype, it's only going to get worse. Sure. There's but I mean, no they're finally what? They're finally making the MLB All-Star game, what, unimportant, right? So the home field advantage used to go to the team that won the All-Star game. We're in the World Series, yeah. World now Series. it's going to be the best... The winner of the pennant with Which the, is with the best record. how it should be. What do you think? Should the All-Star game mean anything? Well, I think it takes away from the MLB All-Star game. That okay. was the only sport, the only All-Star game that actually meant a little bit. I mean, I like the baseball All-Star game just because, I mean, just because it's baseball, honestly. And, you know, it's not a real baseball game because they have guys going in and out, shuffling around. But... It's still entertaining. It's cool seeing, it's cool seeing Clayton Kershaw stand next to Madison Bumgarner in the same dugout. That I mean, that, it's just little stuff like that. Just, and so I'll watch that one, no matter if it's if it's meaningless. It's fun for the kids. It was it was fun when you were a kid, and I was like, you know, oh, this team would be awesome, you know. And they these these studs are all coming out of the bullpen. You got. You know, starter after starter coming out, and the the bench is so deep, and it's just like fun to fantasize about. But now it's like, really, like those guys don't really want to be there. This they is the complaining perpetual sports talk episode where Scott and Sean just complaining about stuff for about an hour. Vent, yeah, but that's what that's what every episode is. It that's really is. It, it really is where you air our grievances, right? Right. Perpetual grievance cast. Festivus for the rest of us. That's right. Air our grievances. That's right. Okay. So, so with baseball coming off of coming off of the Super Bowl, there, I got a question for you, Scott. Give it to me. Because you're a guy who likes dynasties in sports. You have no problem with a team being really good for a really long time, and that's Cheap. something that people don't like seeing. Would you yeah. agree with that as a whole? People oh, yeah. are like, I yeah. want to see someone else win, right? Yeah, yeah. Who, which, which team has been a better dynasty? Ooh. The current New England Patriots going back to 2001 or the New York Yankees in the mid-90s to Easy. the 2010? Well, I don't know. Uh, I, I would right off the bat say Yankees. Because that's when I loved the Yankees when I was a kid. Before they had the Nationals, uh, my dad's from New York, and we just grew up liking the Yankees. And I can name 
I could still name every single player on that team. You know, you got Brocious and Knobloch, Paul O'Neill, Tino Martinez. Dude, that was the OG Yankees, 98, 99, 2000, right? They were just hammering people. And that was impressive. Um, I think it's oh, – are you saying which one I like more or which one do I think is more impressive? Which one is the better sport dynasty? I know you like the Yankees more. The Yankees one is more impressive to me. Why? To keep, a, keep a baseball team together, you know, with the with with five guys in the starting rotation, it's a little harder than having just a superstar quarterback like Tom Brady who just steamrolls people. See, I feel like I feel like the one constant with the Patriots, obviously Tom Brady. Bill well, who but who was the one constant with the Yanks? During that time, Tory, Jeter. Now, even Tory, even Tory retired when he retired, like in the in the early early two thousands, didn't he? Oh, yes, that's what you're eight. saying. Wait, what? So I was gonna say Jeets. Oh, Jeets was yeah. Jeets was like the Brady, except people liked him more. Oh yeah, absolutely. But he was the that, constant. That, that, that team was, stays together. I mean, and, and the Patriots for the most part do too. I mean, that team stayed together for a, for a while. A lot of those guys have three three rings. From right, well, when that happened, For, you, the the Yanks. Yeah. Yeah, man, five World Series in thirteen years. Yeah, I'm talking. I'm talking ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand. Mm-hmm. And so that was just bang, 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 three in a row. That's insane, man. Think about that nowadays. Think about it in any sport. If, uh, the, if the Golden uh, State Warriors won three in a row, if the Cleveland Cavaliers, if the, the New England Patriots. I mean, think about it. Teams don't win like that anymore. Yeah. But it's don't. But again, whether it's good or bad for a sport, I, I mean, I don't know. I see both sides. I see your side. I see the average sport fan who would like to see other teams. I mean, I see I see both. It's it's something to talk about. Dynasties are Certainly, always something yeah. to talk about. I like seeing teams dominate, man. I uh, that's why I was rooting for Alabama in the championship. I thought they were a dominant team, and I wanted to see them pound the crap out of somebody. Mm. Oh, good for Clemson, and I have no ill feelings about that. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. One more thing sort of on I, this this segment, this discussion has been a bit scattered. <laughs> Are you looking forward to any Super Bowl commercials, Scott? Next question, please. Okay. Which Super Bowl commercial are you looking forward to most? Mm, no comment. Dude, trying, come try, on. I'm trying to do my best. I'm trying to do my best. Belichick. No. 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 There you go. You need more of a rolling <laughs> in the throat. Uh... That's it. That's a good <laughs> Belichick. That was the Belichick soundbite, actually. <laughs> okay. You're not looking forward to any Super Bowl commercial? Uh, do you have one in mind? Or, uh, I, I do. I got a story for you. And you're actually going to like this. Okay. Uh, I have high hopes now. You better not disappoint. Budweiser. 60-second spot. I already the like com- what I'm hearing. The commercial, it's about the founders coming to America. Like like the okay. original German guys coming and to Heisen America. And Bush. Right. There's, so two different guys. And... Bush was, I don't know, like in a bar or something, 
and then you know right <laughs> and some guy in the bar was like oh we don't serve germans you know we don't we, the the old we don't like your kind blah 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 and then bush met anheuser another another german immigrant who anheuser buys bush a beer and it's your little like, you know how the budweiser is way too melodramatic with their commercials during the super bowl oh, i love like, the clydesdales man dude oh with Clydesdale's the dog killer. no last year it was about that oh my god it was a, it was horrible it was about the guy who goes off like drinking with his buddies and then his golden retrievers left oh, there that was by a few himself years ago. It was drunk driving yeah horrible horrible the dog is waiting there and it's like you could drink and drive and then leave your dog behind which let's be honest if something horrible happens to you like the dog isn't the top priority it's hard right. to be the bad guy but there's it's too much and the dog and the horse becoming friends yeah that's dumb i like the Clydesdales, man they had a good one last year so that, that's what it's going to be this year yeah it's going to be and it's 60 seconds but my favorite part, I it was an oh. article, and my favorite part of the article at the bottom, the last two sentences was like, Budweiser to refuse, or Budweiser refused to make, or, or refused to say that this commercial was inspired by the recent immigration, the new immigration policies. Oh, so that has to be <laughs> so disclaimer. Like, yeah, because that's what everybody's gonna think when they see this commercial. It's like this is <laughs> symbolism. That's great. I wonder how much that commercial costs. A sixty second spot and during the Super Bowl. Probably, probably during the first quarter. Definitely several million. I mean, oh, easily. If I not mean, tens of millions. Tens of millions, like a fifty million. Yeah, I mean, I don't have those numbers. However, I Doritos is always up there. You know, that was a good one. Dorito's always up there. Any, any funny, any funny prop bets you've come across? Nope, not particularly. We just got the lecture today that we're not allowed to bet on the Super Bowl. As coaches, so, as any, if you're in the NCAA, players or coaches, you're involved. You're not allowed to bet on anything. Really, I knew players and coaches weren't allowed to bet on. Or uh, NCAA coaches obviously weren't allowed to bet on uh, in the uh, NCAA basketball tournament, but this seems sort of a little superfluous to make that rule. No? Yeah, it is. It's a little. It's a little much. I guess they have to draw a line somewhere. But we did get that rule, so I have. I have not looked at prop bets or anything like that. Not because of that rule, just because I don't have time to Google search Super Bowl prop bets. Who you got in the Super Bowl, though? Give me, give me your prediction before we go. I got Patriots, 34-20. 34-20. That's it's, not a bad one. That's that's 34 points a lot. Well, well, uh, Atlanta's been giving up 22 points a game, and this is the Patriots. 28-17 Patriots. Nice. All right, well, you heard it here. I think it's time that we... Uh, just change the topic of conversation. Let's go to basketball, Scott. Your your wheelhouse. In that neck of the woods. All right, give it to me. So the Wizards have won 15 home games 
in a row. Dude, Wizards are rolling, man. They as much good. as I gave you crap early on for like you know updating us on the freaking Wizards every single week, I thought wasting time. They started two and eight, and now they've won fifteen home games in a row. But interesting little story I came across. It was about a practice. We're talking about practice. Practice. It was. It was just it, the the story was about how loose practice was. It was a forty five minute shoot around, and it was about it was it was Markeith Morris walking over and plugging in his iPhone, and everybody's joking around, and Bradley Beal's just going around the arc, just draining just draining buckets and swish after swish, and it was just loose. And the whole point was, you know, they're loose at practice. They're loosening up on, on the court. They're not going hard, these practices, because it's, it's midseason. It's a midseason practice. And I wanted to ask you about your opinions as a coach, because I'll give mine on midseason practices, because maybe they're a little bit different from practices at the beginning of the season at the end. I don't know. I was wondering what your thought is on on midseason practices because this well, strategy. Sure. No, I'm sorry. Th- this strategy is obviously helping the Wizards being nice and being nice and loose. I'm just curious. I'm just well, curious what good, you think. It's good when things are nice. It's good when you're winning and things are going your way. It's obviously going to be different. You motivate NBA players differently than you motivate Division three basketball players. Like, you know, they get their own work in and they and they don't have as much skill work to do. And they, you know, they're just grown men like that. Um, so midseason practice, it, it kind of depends on where things are going. Obviously, across the board, you're going to go, you know, you got to cut down on the practice time. You know, they just don't have the legs in the middle of the season. Right. You know, so you're not going to go hard for two hours. It just doesn't make sense. Um, and that's that's the same. We're we're no longer going hard for two hours every single day. Right. We were before, but um, it it gets to it, you got to keep them fresh and you got got to keep it um, upbeat. I think it's not as much like all right, this is our offense. This is how we're running it. We are they already know how to do it. Every, right. Everything's set within the Wizards right now. Everything's set within every basketball team across the country right now. And so now it's just tweaking the little things. Now it's scouting. Now it's, you know, let's introduce this leg of this. And, and that's loose. That's easy, man. That stuff's easy. So I feel like the Wizards, you know, being loose like that is a good thing. Now if they were on a, you know, ga- whatever game slide, if they were on a losing streak, then we're talking about something different. You know, if they're on a losing streak and still acting like that, then we're questioning, you know, what's going on. Why are we? Why are they so loose? You know, they need to get their butt in gear. Does that make sense? Does that kind of answer your question? It does. What happens if they start losing? Do you then turn to practice and say, "Ah, oh, they're no. losing because they all of a sudden took this this relaxed approach, and now it looks like how they looked at the beginning of the season." Well, hopefully, coach snaps them and says. You know, all right, we're not practicing like this anymore until we we go back. What do you suppose a day in the life is for Scott Brooks or any 
NBA coach. It's cake. What is, they're it's not out there doing cake. drills, are they? No. They're no, not we have guys for that. I mean, so they, they do a little bit. I mean, they do do a little bit, but they have a lot of player development guys. And, and you know what? These guys, like I said, are grown men that already know their routines and already know what they need to do to get better. So it's not like Scott Brooks is walking out there and saying, you know, hey, John, you got to work on your jump shot. You know? <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, and he's I like, agree oh, with yeah, you. He's I, not. I didn't, I didn't know that I couldn't shoot the ball. He, he already freaking knows. I agree with you. He's not. I feel like that's sort of special when it comes to basketball. I feel like professional-level coaches of other sports are still coaching up guys. A little bit. In football, though, really? I mean, Dude, maybe a little we, bit, We but meant, not any less than NBA coaches. We mentioned it a couple weeks ago how the Eagles staff wants to change Carson Wentz's throwing mechanics as if he's an 11-year-old. I mean, maybe that's just too much, but I think there's still a lot of coaching being done that's not X's and O's, that's fundamental stuff right. on the profession on the professional level. I really do because I think a lot of stuff changes as far when you for, from in college football to NFL football, just the speed and how to adapt. And okay, that worked, you know, at whatever school you went to. Here's what you have to do now. I think there's a bunch of stuff like that in the NFL. I mean, I've never played in the NFL, I don't know for sure. But, I mean, how couldn't there be? In ba- in baseball, you see, I feel like you see clips a lot during the season of, you know, there's Buck Showalter outstanding at home plate, you know, watching Chris Davis swing off a tee. But is, is Chris Davis watching the majority of his film or, you know, getting the majority of his pitches thrown by Buck Showalter? No, he has the hitting coach, and he has, you know, bullpen guys that throw to him, and you know, so really, Buck, will might say this or that, but the majority of his time is getting spent with a hitting coach. Now you don't see that because the TV doesn't show that, right? But but my point is is that Davis is still getting coached up a little Again, bit. Baseball is yeah. a different animal as far as swing mechanics and changing stuff and getting in the slumps than basketball, but I think there's just more coaching done in football and baseball at the professional level than well, basketball. Yeah, I I like your point there because a lot of people, you know, when the Heat won those championships with Spolstra and he was coaching Wade, Bosh and and James and everybody was like, Spolster's not even a good coach. Like, but you don't need to be a good coach when you have those three guys on the floor at the same time. Right. You just throw them out there, and it, it works for themselves. Mm-hmm. It just it, it runs itself. And in basketball, I feel like a coach does have a, a wider effect on the game than a baseball coach does. Wouldn't you agree? Say that again. A basketball coach has a wider effect on a particular game than a baseball coach does a wider effect how do you figure by you know play calling by calling to calling your timeouts your strategy you know what, well what i feel like? like managerially even just with with pitching changes i feel like that changes the game more than anything right but i think i read that baseball Really, after you make the lineup and everything, a coach, a head coach, is making maybe four or five decisions a game. Okay, right, okay, I see what you're saying. If that 
get you know depending on ge- what game and, and sure. a lot of the times it's obvious right they're obvious decisions right whereas an nba coach he's calling different he's calling for different plays yeah you know however many times a game i see what you're saying so you're cool with the mid-season practice being a little more relaxed as sure, long as they're winning yeah if you're winning if you're the wizards right now that, that's a good conversation though i would like to definitely come back to that that's that's some good stuff okay See, and I'm just going to throw it out there for us. And now I'm only coaching high school. No, it's high school baseball, but so it's different. It's, it's different from division three college. It's way different from profession, obviously, but I honestly, middle of the season, our practices turn into just reps. It's, it's BP. It's just reps. And I feel like that's, that's just what the shoot around was. It's reps, which is great. Sometimes I get a little inkling where I'm thinking, let's revisit some stuff. Like let's get after it. it depends. And just it's because like just because a high school season is so short, you you're sort of forced to do like there is no middle of the season. You know what I mean? You play twenty two games. So it's that's sort of the that nature of the beast. Man. It's not that different. But it's it's not that, but it's a little bit. You know, it's easy to practice hard at the beginning of the season, no matter what level, because you're excited. You got to get back into form, and then obviously at the end of the season, hopefully you're playing for something. Pretty easy to to get after it, unless you're Julio Jones and your toes broken and you don't practice at all. That's he's still he's still a freaking nature, right? And but he doesn't he doesn't have to. It's like the Booby Miles quote. Remember when the quarterback's like, "Hey, Booby." You didn't lift. And Booby goes, hey, uh, I man, I just have to show up. Yeah, that's and a good Yeah, good movie. Good movie, too. Okay, so on with basketball. Let's stay at the professional level, Scott, before we go, before we really go down a level. LeBron versus Barkley. Terrible, horrible. Terrible, terrible LeBron. What do you think, man? Charles Barkley saying that LeBron is whiny because LeBron claims that the Cleveland Cavs are top-heavy. And it's only the starting five doing all the work. They got no bench. He's blaming the front office. Barkley comes out and says, oh, he's whining. He's whining. You been keeping up with this? I have. I I read the ESPN article about it. I don't know, man. It just makes for for good news. LeBron does this every year. There's always some sort of soundbite or some sort of drama. It's um, dude. It's just again, it's the media souping it up. If Barkley gets his name out there, LeBron shuts down a hater, and we move on. Well, what's funny about it? First of all, the narrative. Barkley fires at LeBron. LeBron skewers Barkley. It's a bunch of lame verbs. But honestly, I would be willing to bet... Barkley eventually said, like, yeah, I meant what I said. I really don't care. I imagine Barkley doesn't give two craps about LeBron James. No, and LeBron wants to get to him. Probably, probably, you know, respects him as a basketball player. Obviously, he's one of the best ever. But I bet Barkley doesn't really give a crap about this, and I bet LeBron does. I think LeBron is sincerely bothered when he gets any negative criticism. Whereas Barkley's just like, hey, LeBron, whatever. 
Yeah, whatever. I've been working on my Barkley, dude. That's that's pretty good. Cool. Give it, give me his golf swing. Oh, the golf swing, dude. So that gets that's worse than your golf swing, and I didn't Man. know it was possible. Get the driver out. Mine's pretty smooth. Got a good drive. Got a good drive when it's not veering to the east. Got a fish hook drive, but you know I know where it's going. All right. Okay. So so with golf, let's just let's just go. Tiger Woods. What's going on, man? He gets cut from the farmer's insurance after going plus five. Now he's plus five after day one in Dubai. He's got to hang him up, right, Scott? I guess so, man. I I hate to see that. I hate to see greatness go. You want to see him do well? Of course. You don't? I. <sighs> you don't? Dude, I want to see him break Nicholas's record and have him... All those things he did at the beginning of his career when he was so freaking dominant. Like, though that was special, man. You know what this reminds me of, dude? And I'm using my memory sort of as best I can. Happened middle school, Sean. This is what I'm going back to. Tiger Woods coming back here and competing. I feel like it's a little bit like when Michael Jordan played on the Wizards. Oh, uh, a little bit. A Beca- little bit. Because his he played with the Wizards for the two seasons. His first season was he had some injury, whatever knee, and he only played I think I think sixty games. His second season he played all eighty two games. He didn't start it. He played every single one. And guess how many points he averaged per game? Like thirteen or fourteen? Twenty uh, two then twenty. Really? Still pretty good, right? However, yeah. they were the lowest of his career because he was averaging 30-something with the Bulls. You know, high 20s or, you know, 30s. But I feel like that's a little bit like Tiger because, like you said, he was so great, and now he is average and he's human. And he's, right. and he's just a little bit older, and he's on his way out. And people looking back at the at the at the grand scheme of Tiger, they're not going to remember 2016, 2017. No way. Just like when you think when you think Michael Jordan, you're not thinking the Wizards in the early 2000s, right? I think that's what this is a bit. I I see the comparison. I, I do. I really do. I just hate to see like we were talking about before. I hate to see this dynasty. Of Tiger Woods go, you know, tainted, almost stained. But does it really, though? I don't think it taints it. I think it's just, it's just people aren't going to care. It's not like again. It's I'm comparing it to MJ. The playing for the Wizards didn't taint his career. It didn't ruin it. Just people don't remember. It's like unnecessary. Just go and hang him up. Yeah, people are going to remember this from Tiger. It's like he, he just couldn't win another freaking thing dude he hit four fairways his his first I, round last weekend what's... you can't hit four fairways i've hit four fairways in my entire life dude unless you're counting the fairways next to the fairway that you're <laughs> currently on then then you're not hitting four fairways <laughs> But yeah, four four fairways, and then he he did better. He went ten the next day. Uh, this weekend he's in Dubai, 
and not even a PGA event. There's the old Waste Management Open going on in Phoenix, but nobody knows or cares because the whole golf world's just following Tiger, who's in 117th place overseas. Hey, Tiger is all that matters, man. All that matters. I don't know. I think, I think when he got out of golf for 17 months, it was good for the sport. And I think him getting back into it is good for the sport. I think him lingering, linger, man, linger. I don't think it's good for golf, dude. Why? Why, though? Because it don't focus on the other young guys? Ex- you're not focusing on greatness now. But you're focusing no on what greatness, greatness once now. was. There, there's there's diversity now. There's, you know, there's different number ones and all that. But there's not really greatness happening right now. Oh, there's greatness, dude. What's speed? You got... You got you got Jason Day. Day. You got. I don't know, man. Nobody's continue- wowing me like. I mean, nobody captivates like Tiger. I mean, people captivate. If you're a golf fan, you get captivated with anybody. Wearing it was just Tiger was on a Sundays, young- man. I used to Tiger wear that thing to, to church on Sunday and then race home to watch him. Well, that, it was just Tiger was, was awesome. a Tiger cap. He was a young African American golfer. I mean, it was just so much different yeah. in a sport of, you know, middle-aged white guys. And now it's a bunch of young kids almost. Yeah. I mean, it's guys younger than us running the tour, you know? And I feel like that's just as captivating because it's a little bit, it's it's breaking the cookie cutter. It's breaking the mold. But that's enough of Tiger, right, Scott? We'll talk about Tiger and your bad golf game some other time. <laughs> I'm looking up Tiger stats, and like he has like some incredible stats that are just insane. Yeah. Can I can I give you one just for the listeners? You gotta you gotta give me the year first before you give me whatever stat this is, or is it a no. total career? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. From 2002 to 2005. All right. Tiger had okay, so Tiger had 1,540 putts from three feet and in. On the tour. How many did he miss? Hold on. Say that again. 1,300. Basically 1,500 and some change. 1,500. From three feet or in? From three feet and in. How many of those putts did he miss? Dude, I'm hoping, honestly, this is, I'm not being arrogant here. I'm hoping he's a professional golfer. He should miss under 20 he missed three okay i was gonna say under 10 but Out i thought that's 1500 putts dude three feet come on who can so three foot three putt every single time dude before you headed in i do i four putt <laughs> that's what they call me they call me shawnee four putt yeah i mean we missed three all we missed three foot putts all the dude, time we're not professional golfers i know it's fun comparing now tiger to us when he's bad put a put a ball in a hole three feet away you're maybe making 50 percent of those you realize every single time that we golf now and like the old three foot putt comes up and we make them all we're gonna realize yeah scott great stat that you pulled up in episode 22 awesome (laughs) three three foot putt whoa 
What a that's record. a good. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make fun of you next time you miss. No, the three dude, I see, I see. You've seen me miss three foot putts, but again, this is time. It's different. <laughs> it's different. Okay. Anything else on Tiger? Any other stats you want to share? Not not this time. The Tiger stat of the week will be next week. Okay. Well, I don't think he's actually playing next weekend. He'll play the weekend after. He's going Every like time four he plays, tournaments. Giving a stat. What? Every time he plays, I'm going to give a stat. Four tournaments in, in five weeks, and it's been two weeks he's played in two, so he's got two more in the next three. So we need we need two more stats out of you. Hopefully they're a little bit cooler than three-foot putts. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm just kidding, man. This no, I know. I'll, I'll give dumb you. stat, though. I'll give you. All right. Okay, let's move on. How about we move to would you rather... We did this last week and I liked it. Didn't you like it, Scott? It was fun. It's fun to think. It's fun to think of some. But you know, you got it this week and and I got it next week. That's cool, man. That's cool. But would you rather again? There usually you play with your friends. It's it's always would you rather do this disgusting thing or this disgusting thing, and then you figure out how disgusting your friend really is based on which one he or she chooses. We're going to stick, because it's a sports talk show, we're going to stick to sport-related would-you-rathers. So I'm going to fire one at Scott. You can play along wherever you're listening. You can think. And maybe later in the day, later in the week, you can go ahead and direct message us on Twitter. Scott, what's our Twitter handle? At Perp Sports Talk. You can direct message us there with any recommendations for sports editions would you rather okay you ready scott give it to me i like finding a loophole in this too okay yeah loopholes let's see let's go hmm manny pacquiao manny pacquiao punches you in the face as hard as he can but then afterwards he gives you a check for a thousand dollars would you rather do that or would you rather wear an rg3 jersey legitimate jersey to work and out and about in your day whether you're going out whatever rg3 jersey to work and throughout your day for two weeks holy mackerel well, that's tough because what my work is, like, I can't wear it to a game. I can't be wearing an RG3 jersey sitting on the bench. All right. You, you, to the game, you don't have to. You wear it to practice, though. I know you guys don't have any gear rules, so you got to wear it to practice. You got to wear it out in Lynchburg or wherever. <laughs> Where do you go again? Not Lynchburg. What? Harrisonburg? No, 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 no. What's your Buena Vista is right out of Lexington. A, Lexington. God, I always forget that. Lexington. Yeah, yeah. You gotta okay. wear it there to your Buffalo Wild Wing or wherever oh, you go. Dude, I don't know. This is not even that hard. Dude, I'm making a thousand dollars getting punched in the face. Dude, you're probably gonna need you're gonna spend that thousand bucks on medical bills. Does he have gloves on? Bare knuckle. Oh jeez. Of course, bare knuckle. This isn't the He's bare knuckling me, squeezing the kisser, dude, right in the face. You got a thousand sw- bucks, though. Swollen face, thousand bucks in your pocket that you're gonna probably have to give a little bit to the doctors, or 
You'll just be ridiculed. I'm, take, I'm taking for one weeks. square in the mouth. Give it to me. Well, Give then, it to me. And there's your thousand bucks and your big old and your surgery. Yeah. Yeah, the ladies love the scars. I can. It's a good story. Floyd Mayweather punched me in the face. Wait, did I say me. did I say Mayweather or did I say Manny Pack? Uh, I don't know. I said Manny Pack, but I I decided against it. Mayweather. I don't know why I decided. That was the original one. That was weird. But yeah, I said Manny Pack. But you know what? Any boxer. I read. I read your mind. Weird, it's, dude. It's all good. Any any boxer you want. All right. Well, we we learned a little bit That's about it. Scott. I got you next time. Time for the perennial favorite, Scott. Weekend appetizer. Just a little yeah. appetizer just to, you know, what are you excited for the weekend? Give us give us the little appy. We started with appetizer talk. We're ending with appetizer talk. What else has happened this weekend besides the Super Bowl? Really? I mean, come oh. on. Oh, I'll tell you what's happened. No, it's a kind of rhetorical question. But you know what? You're gonna you're gonna answer it. No, <laughs> you're gonna answer it for real, because there is other things happening in the world besides the Super Bowl. Oh sure, Penn State Harrisburg's coming to town. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, so are we'll they? See. Are they? Uh, what's their mascot? Are they the same? Uh, at, yeah, yeah. Are they the Nittany? Nittany Lions? Or are they a different kind of lion? Because are they the, like the Harrisburg Lions? Or I think they're, I think they're, they're the Lions. Yeah, Nittany Lions. Okay, cool. Yeah, Nittany Lions. It's good. It's all good. They're coming to town. We'll get them on Saturday and then roll into Sunday and watch that Super Bowl, man. What are Where are you Super watching it from? Well, th- dude, that's what I was just going to ask you. I, uh, well, I'm just watching them from the house. I'm actually planning on making uh, like legit like a chili platter. I've been... Going chili platter. Huh? Yeah. I have this soup. Elena got me this awesome soup cookbook, and it's been... It's just a just, lot of soups. Dude, yeah. So I made a split pea. I made a split pea soup with bacon and potatoes. Really good. Last weekend, I made a New England clam chowder. And for the Super Bowl, of course, gonna gonna make the chili that's in the that's in the book. And I'm good stuff. I'm very excited about it. Good stuff. A lot of people go with the buffalo chicken dip route. It's mm. a very cop out route because it's really easy to make. But hey, you know, it's all good. Sure. Sure. No, you can't. I mean, you can't go wrong with that, though. All of the Super Bowl fare, you can't. I mean, you can't go wrong with. Come on, right? But the other thing going on this weekend, Saturday, Mason playing LaSalle at home at Fairfax at the Eagle Bank Arena, which I think is tough news. Mason hadn't been playing well at home, and they just fell to the St. Louis Billikens and. Double overtime, man. It was a heartbreaker. It was a buzzer beater layup, dude. It was tough. 76-74. So we got them on Saturday. Hopefully we can get back to 500 in the A-10. But we'll see. So that's going on on Saturday. And then obviously Super Bowl on Sunday. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Good episode. Yeah. Well, where are you watching? You never even tell us. Kicking back, watching at the old, the old trap house here. With the uh, with some assistant coaches, trap house—that's what you call it. It's the trap house. It's, it's pretty trappy. It's pretty trappy. <laughs> it's trappy. But nice. no, good yeah, we'll probably tips. kick back with some of the guys, some guys that know their football, and, and have a good time. Good. Gotta stay, gotta stay local. I like it. Well, you know, just hope everybody listening enjoys the Super Bowl. Thanks for stopping by. If you can't get enough perpetual sports talk, which I know Scott can't. 
Scott, where can they uh, where can they find us? Hey, you know they can find us on the web. You can find us on Twitter. There's no excuse. Just Google Perpetual Sports Talk, and your favorite host, Sean and Scott, will come up. We'll be there for you. We'll answer all your questions. We'll get it done. Subs- subscribe on iTunes. Give us a little favorite on. Give us a little favorite on a Podbean, and uh, let us know any. Any new would you rathers? Yeah, or, give uh, us your best would you rather. We'll use it on the show That's and give right. you a shout out. Abs- absolutely. And I guess until then, my name is Sean. And I'm Scott. <laughs>